Uh, hi, I'm Hel from the Ukrainian melodic metal band Ignea, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. One, two, three, four. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Thank you for taking the time again. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you joining us. That's my partners, Chris and Rena. Welcome back to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I guess uh, we did an interview like back in spring or something. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's been a little bit of time. A lot has changed since then. Yeah. <laughs> I think that over the past year, like we had so many events that it could make up for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So how yeah. have you been? Uh, I mean, you know, we adapted as much as terrible it sounds, but I mean, we just have to move on and we now know quite a lot of stuff, you know, how to hide from bombs, how to survive with power outages, blackouts, um, without heating, without running water, like, you know, we can do pretty much anything now. But again, I'm just, I'm just very glad that we finally are on track of releasing our new album, which was postponed because of the war. So sure. it should have been out actually the entire album in October. But wow. yeah, how hard how hard was it getting the record done with everything that was going on? Uh, we actually like the record, the composing part was ready in 2021. And we actually like before the full scale war started, we recorded half of the album. And then, like, after, you know, the first several months of uh, the war, and then we thought that we could still be able to, you know, to record it before the deadlines. Because, you know, with the label that we have now, it's a big label and everything is done very much in advance. So it's not like that. You just have to have everything prepared like half a year in, in advance. So, yeah, we recorded the second part of the album in between... Um, uh, missile attacks and bombs and uh, um, we also had like even now we have a strict curfew meaning that at 11 p.m no one is allowed on the streets but back then it was like 7 p.m you know so <laughs> it was it was really hard because uh, we also have like the studio of our sound producer is on another side of Kiev and we also had like a lot we had tons of checkpoints all over the Kiev, like with military back then. So it took us, you know, three hours to go there, then quickly record everything and hope that there is no air raid siren like during the recording and then get back before the curfew. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but in the end, we just, um, we, you know, because at the beginning, we just hoped that maybe it would take, you know, several months and little did we know, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then when we realized that we couldn't film any proper official music videos because again of all the shelling curfews uh a lot of production teams have been unavailable back then so we just you know, contacted the label and decided to postpone it wow. so i don't say that it was easier to do it all <laughs> in autumn <laughs> but still it's it has been better wow Rina? I can't even, like, you're doing all this with a smile on your face. It blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, you know, because, <laughs> like, if if I don't do it with a smile, like, and everything, I don't know, we would just uh, be in a constant depression out here. 
and also like we really truly believe in our armed forces and in all the help that we're getting from the western civilized countries you know so that's why we just have hope and we already have been through a lot of things and we already managed so much i mean we filmed we had to film three videos like within two months uh, just to have them, you know, all done because we understood that it could have gotten worse. Right. And we mm -hmm. were filming them like during the biggest blackouts and power outages in Kiev. So, um, for example, like we were preparing for this one video and our production team is located in different cities of Ukraine. And we had like super big, massive missile attacks on all the critical infrastructure. And for example, sometimes we didn't have um, any power for several days um, and no cell connection, no internet. And you have to arrange everything before the video shooting with the team. And that was like, you know, I think that just the thing that we had to film these videos it, it kept me sane and i just didn't think about the attacks i was thinking of how to film those videos you know because we cannot we cannot kick off uh, the album production like the proper album promotion without the videos like it's a yeah. big part of our art you know so but we managed it all i mean we use generators like by the way like uh, tomorrow there will be a making off of our first video it will be out on napalm records uh, youtube channel so oh, wow. check it out <laughs> yeah it, it, it seems like napalm has been really supportive of you guys through this process yeah i mean i i'm really grateful that they um they were understand like understanding of our situation and they agreed to postpone the album and i'm just uh, like this is the first time uh, for us working with them it's our debut album on the label so yeah. like we are learning a lot in process like just because like before we did everything on our own and because I have a marketing background, I'm a small control freak, you know, so <laughs> I want to have all the stats, all the posts, like, so I'm, I'm learning to trust other people. And so far, like they've done a great job. I mean, it's early, it's quite early to tell, but still, I'm, I'm, I think that we are cooperating in a great way nice. right now. Yeah. Rena? First of all, nice to see you again, Helle. Nice, nice to see you. you smiling and well. Welcome back to the show. And um, sorry for all the struggles, but holy crap, you guys have done an amazing job. Like just getting all that done in the midst of all that crazy. And <laughs> like you said, little did we know <laughs> that we'd still be, you know, having this conversation at this point. Uh, but how have you been like, you know, you said that the smiling is important and I completely understand the control freak part and, and how helpful it is to have something else to put all your like mental and physical energy into. But now that it is done, what, what are you going to do next to keep that sort of upbeat and, and like, you know, positively occupied mind situation going? You know, like at this point, I'm really... I'm really glad that like the first single is already out there and with this album it's a concept album and there is so much to tell about like every song about all the concept 
about like how we did it and we really we prepared so much content like over the past several months that I just sometimes I just have to choose what to post first because it's like tons of content we're still running our patreon and uh, we're really active out there and we're also planning to film some more videos like um, one more official video several playthroughs I want to do a video like a track by track video because really there is a lot to tell about every song and how we did it and why we chose like certain instruments and uh, lyrics and everything so I mean I would say that I'm still pretty much occupied and we also we um, opened uh, pre-orders for the album not only like through the Napalm Records store but also in our store and like there is a huge merch line dedicated to this album and we still need like because it's a pre-order step we're still doing some technical um, procedures on how to print everything so i mean i mean this time we even have like coffee and candles in our stores so it's like, <laughs> yeah we, we have... toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and to be honest, like, um, little did we know back then, and we little do we know now as well, because, for example, like, this Friday is, like, one year since the beginning of the full-scale war, and everybody's saying that we will have, like, these huge missile attacks once again, because this is what Russians usually do on, like, you know, on these solid dates, so... We just, again, we're taking it step by step and trying to do what we can. And right now, like, I'm just mostly occupied with promoting the album because we really worked a lot uh, on it. We put a lot of effort and it's like, you know, it's tested with time because it was written in 2021. And when we rehearse the songs right now, we still li like them. So, I mean... <laughs> It's time-proof songs, and we still haven't performed with them live. So I'm really looking forward to it all. Nomad's yeah. Luck is a banger for sure. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I've been cranking it nonstop. Yeah, me too this morning, all morning for sure. The one thing that kind of struck me about this record is it kind of seems like a really feminist record. And I mean that in the best possible way. Mm, yeah, I, I actually really hope that people don't perceive it this way. Uh, because, um, yeah, I understand, like, again, maybe for the viewers, like, this album is about uh, the Ukrainian photographer, traveler, documentarian, and writer Sofia Yablonska, who is a woman, and she lived in the previous century, and she traveled, like, all over the world to very distant corners and very unusual places, um, and she traveled mostly alone and uh, she, you know, she could live uh, with some tribes somewhere in the mountains of China or, I don't know, Morocco and everything. And it was really very unusual for a woman of her time because, like, mm, I mean, traveling was also different back then. <laughs> and, for example, she traveled a lot by uh, ships, like, so... And she visited Australia and New Zealand and everything. So it was like really distant corners. And it may sound like a feminist album, but I really am not intending to do it this way because I'm fascinated by her, not as by a woman, but as by person, you know? Nice, nice. Because 
Yeah, because even if a guy could have done it, it would still be really awesome because like I read her books and travelogues and like the the way she expresses like all the adventures that she has. Like, I mean, she also has worn a lot of um, male clothing. Again, not because she said like women have to do it all just because she was you know traveling in jungles and doing it in a skirt it's not <laughs> not the best way and if she climbed some trees i mean it's obvious she would use like the you know yeah male clothing so i mean yeah okay so i have one then how did you hook up with uh tuomas from wolfheart yeah, so uh, actually it was Napalm who helped us uh, to get the guest vocals for the song uh, Opiumist. And um, to be honest, like, we just wanted to have someone with male, deep male growls, different to my growls on the song, because this song is about uh, how Yablonska traveled to China and how she really, she had this friend, an older man, uh, an older Chinese man, and she used to smoke opium with him like it wasn't for a long time because it was like for a short period and usually like they smoked and she describes how they uh, had all these um, multicultural discussions how their cultures differ from each other and blah 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 and uh yeah in this particular song i'm trying to show that when she smoked opium she had like this homesickness popping into her head and this is like what this song is about and yeah so basically it's like a um, conversation be between her and uh, this man and that's why i just wanted to have some male growls uh in the song we had another guest vocalist in mind but he's also from ukraine and it was really hard you know to make um such a collaboration under the circumstances but in the end like you know we came closer and closer to the deadline and i wrote to napalm and i said okay if you could contact us like with uh, thomas it would be great and he was very kind uh, to accept the offer and he recorded it really quickly and i'm really grateful because now i hear that this was for the best because his vocals like they are even they fit the song even better so sweet in the end everything worked out well and i really hope that we meet him in person someday to say thank you in person he's a great guy he's been on the show at least once and i think he owes me a beer right, Chris? <laughs> i think so yes i do believe so okay. <laughs> rita rita <laughs> i love how you just like run out of things to say no no i'm just trying not to step over i've got a list like, <laughs> no, but that's really interesting. Um, I actually don't know Thomas, even though like I am Finnish and <laughs> sort of, you know, immersed in the scene, so to speak. Uh, but like, if you could pick anybody, just anybody to perform on your album, who would it be? And it doesn't have to be from metal circles. It could be anybody. Uh, you know, like usually it really depends on the song because uh it's like the same when people ask us why did you choose i don't know ukrainian language for certain songs why don't you do all ukrainian why don't you do all english it's just when we write a song we just hear it in a certain language and we also hear like certain guest 
uh, options like for this song. So right. um, that's why it's really hard uh, for me to say, but I would love to, I really love uh, if we take again the male roles, I hope that one day we could collaborate with uh, the vocalist of Amorphis because for me, those are like the most, um, I just like the sound, like for me, it's the perfect growl. And I don't say that it's for everybody, but like from the technical perspective, from the timbre, from everything, it's like, for me, it's um, the best. And also like, I know that a lot of um, our fans, they they think that the best collaborations would be like with bands uh, who are similar to Ignea, but like we have a different perspective. I think that mixing different stuff is the most interesting thing actually so i would also gladly do maybe a collaboration where i growl and maybe a male vocalist sings you know with clean vocals so it's more interesting you know than just like this standard beauty and the beast uh, thing i would say <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i completely agree what's the point and like in swedish there's a saying called turta pa turtan, which means like cake on cake basically <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're getting the same there's no no excitement in that it would be so cool if it was like michael buble who did that absolutely insane like that that's interesting you know michael you yeah. know side side story buble is an amazing rock singer amazing really? Yeah, he used to be, he used to front a cover band called Soulstream in Vancouver, and they would do everything from Guns N' Roses to Brian Adams to you name it. And he only, he only became what he was because uh, his manager was like, you should try this. And that's what he did. Interesting. But so he was, I, a, he's a killer rock singer. I wanted to just bring up, I saw that you guys were, you received honors for the best Ukrainian metal act award. Congratulations on that. And what does that feel like? Uh, Drink into honest, that. I, it, it's been in uh, 2020, 2020. So, I mean, it's been a while right now. And it was in the middle of the pandemic. So, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I think that in my mind, it's like 10 years ago. So it's really hard. It seems like that, right? This whole the last couple of years seemed like uh, they lasted forever. Yeah, yeah. But of course, like we're we're really glad that people, you know, uh, both like listeners and the jury that they picked up our album, like the best album of 2020. And uh, yeah, you know, it's been tough times for the event industry here as well. And for such um, competitions or I don't know, awards. So, I mean, it's not quite the right time for any awards happening right, right yeah. now. Have you yeah. guys have, have you been getting a lot of offers to tour internationally? I mean, for with touring, we have like hard times, but not because you know we're a bad band or anything. But um, we had uh, three tours canceled because of the pandemic. Then we had uh, quite a lot of shows canceled because of the war. Then when the first several months went through and we realized that we could actually tour because, again, we have a general mobilization in uh, Ukraine. So, I mean, at any time, the guys from my band can be taken to fight in a war. And like a lot of people abroad don't really understand it. 
So uh, just to leave the country, they need to have uh, an approval. And there is now, you know, kind of a system for it. So if you get a show abroad, you apply to the Ministry of Culture and they can issue you um, an approval to leave for a show and then you have to come back and everything. So, for example, now we cannot hop on um, spontaneous shows, for example, because you need at least one yeah. month in advance to do it. So we had several festivals uh, this summer, including Brutal Assault in Czech Republic, which was insane. You know, it was really cool. Then we had really three or four tour options coming up, and each of them um, dropped off even before announcement, not because of us, but because like the bands decided not to tour because of the increased uh, transportation costs and, you know, like the industry yeah. has all the problems with that. And that's why like every time we're like getting ready for the tour, but no, getting ready to announce it and no. <laughs> and it's like for you to understand like a another tour option for this May, right after the album release, dropped off several days ago. And <laughs> we're searching for something else. Yeah. And I know that the fans are waiting and we would love to finally tour because like for us, this is the most exciting part of being in a band, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense to make a tour after the new album uh, is out. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. We definitely have some festivals next summer. Um, so we're just hoping. <laughs> wow, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, I, I I hope to see you in Canada. The, yeah, that would be really great. Well, I mean, I think that if you take like the US and Canada, it's like most likely for 2024 because for next year, yeah, we just need to get back on track with Europe for sure. And um, also like prepare for all the coasts that you need as a Ukrainian band to just visit, you know, the US. Canada yeah. and everything and artists it is expensive and artists uh, have even more you know problems with that <laughs> yeah I mean I, I'm sure you saw it but Anthrax had to cancel their European tour as well because of, of diesel prices or something so a big band like that has to cancel I imagine it's tough for you know smaller bands yeah but uh you also have to understand that bigger bands they have bigger teams and they have bigger production costs so it's right. like I think that it's more or less the same for everyone but even if you take like the nightliner coast, I don't know, it's insane. It's insane how much it costs right now. So again, like uh, to all the listeners, like if you can support the band that you like, just do it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy like uh, their merch or records, which is great. But still, even if you just share a video like with your friends, or stream anything on Spotify. It's like it, it's really a huge support. And we really need it now, especially on such an oversaturated market. I mean, all I I'm mind blown by all by the number of records released this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even oh. Metallica. I mean, like they were sitting for so many years. And this year we're releasing. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what's happened. Like, you know, so many bands, I bet, were like, we're going to sit out the pandemic. And yeah. like, that it just went on and on, like the war. And then, you know, shit just gets piled up. And now that pile is just like falling yes. on people. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to 
be expecting that album of yours and be really stoked when it's out. Uh, the last time we spoke, you said you guys have a lot of uh, fans in, in Finland. And yeah. so I'm pretty sure, like, you know, any of the civilized countries are going to be rooting for you as a, as a, as a, like, you know, just, just because of where you're from. And that's not a bad thing at this point. It's just like opening a door and then they're going to listen to all the bangers and be like, yeah, hell yeah, this is the shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> but yeah, I but definitely, so. I think you guys have a slight advantage. If anything good came out of this war, maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now it's like being Ukrainian is like a huge advantage, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah never thought about this but yeah this is what it is right now but still i mean it's like a very small payoff for the opportunity for the like a chance of being killed every day yeah yeah Yeah. awful humor on my part i'm sorry yeah yeah no 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 no, it's okay but again like for us it's dark humor every day and it keeps us um you know keeps us sane as well and for finland like it was really, we postponed our headline shows in Finland for three times because of the pandemic and now they were canceled because of the war. Like we should have been there in May. And uh, I think that we are trying to do something with our booking agency to have them again. But uh, the problem is the airplanes are not flying from Ukraine for a year now. So to come to right. Finland, we have to travel like one day to Poland across the border, like with the bus and then maybe fly or maybe drive. So, I mean, like not getting any easier. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. Wow. That's all I've got. Chris, you got anything else? Rena? Uh, I don't know. It was so lovely seeing you again. You look yes. fantastic and the songs sound fantastic. And Absolutely. I really personally hope those Finnish gigs get rescheduled. Yes. So we can, I'll, I'll come and see you guys. We can high five and hug and then yes, just yes, like please. moon towards Russia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much for time. taking the time. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm um, I'm really uh, hoping that you will love what we have, like, with the new album. If it's anything like uh, Nomad's Luck, I'm in, because, uh, like I said, I've been banging that for a few days, and I really love it, so. The, awesome. the, instrument, the, instrument, the instrumentation on that track is so amazing. So good. And the vocals so good. You're always in my thoughts, and I can stay safe out there. Thanks a lot. Thanks give, a lot. Give our best have to the band. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Be well. Bring to the band. Be well. Yes. Be safe. Talk later. Cheers. Bye. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.